if you want to keep some of these talented 2024 players in your recruiting class and get some more, I think you got to beat LSU. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. So we're going to talk big picture today. There's a lot of big picture stuff going on currently. And when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at recruiting, and I'm going, there's some serious recruiting stuff going on here. So what I mean by this is we know over the last few weeks, the Aggies have lost a couple of recruits, one to LSU and one that people think is going to take their talents to LSU. And that says to me, you know, it, it makes the importance of the matchup with LSU that much higher. This football game, not only would we talked about now, like, I've used the word salvage, salvage recruiting, salvage your season. I think you have to beat LSU to salvage your season. I mean, seven and five, I've talked about it. It's just not seven and five is just not going to do it. It's just not. So I think eight and four, still not stoked, but it's better than seven and five. So I think this game is going to be big for salvaging your season and for recruiting. We've talked about it. I mean, if these recruits that are flipping from Texas A&M to LSU all over these different places, all over the country, you know, if that starts to happen more, a way to kind of nip that in the bud is to beat them on the field. I mean, truly, beat them on the football field. I've seen it time and time again. You know, these players want to win. It's something we talked about a ton in the offseason heading into the season. We talked about this a ton this summer at Locked On Aggies, and we were kind of discussing like, hey, these players want to win football games. A lot of the players that are committed to Texas A&M could pick where they wanted to go. They could go play anywhere in the country, and right now they're choosing to play at Texas A&M. I think that you have got to win this football game or you're going to lose some of these guys. A lot of the guys that you're recruiting with, that you're fighting with LSU for, are mixed in there with LSU. LSU is a school they're considering. LSU is a school that's after them. For a lot of the guys, you know, Terry Bussey, the current Aggie command, another guy, like a lot of you, I think Cam Coleman, LSU is interested in. Um, a lot of guys that you have committed, LSU is after. You could argue, you could make the same argument for Georgia and Bama because these are the Ohio State. Michigan and Clemson, because these are the top-tier guys. But at the end of the day, you got them, and you got to keep them. What I'm getting scared of, this is what is starting to scare me, is that recruits are going to see what's going on. Recruits are going to see the um, hot seat rumors. They're going to see the stacked losses, and they're going to go, huh, why don't I just go to, to Bama? Why don't I just go to LSU? Now, I know LSU is kind of underachieved this year, but the offense has been great. If I'm an offensive player, I want to go there and show off my talents. Point is, I look at this and I just go, 
it's hard for me as a player, as a commit, to want to, to look at what's going on in Texas and be like, yes, I want to be a part of that. That's just a perspective. I'm not happy about it. I'm not sitting here saying it's a great thing. But it is the perspective from the outside looking in. These players want to win football games. They're looking at Texas a and and they're going, huh, look how there's a lot of guys like me, a lot of talented guys like me on that roster, and they are not winning football games. Why is that? What's the reason for that? And I think that that is going to lead to some guys not wanting to play at Texas A&M that are currently committed, uh, are currently being looked at in the 2025 class. This is a serious issue. I mean, it truly is. Um, the Aggies, I mean, fans, we've been spoiled, spoiled with all of this talent coming in every year in the recruiting classes. We're spoiled with it you know, big time to where some of it starts to go away and you might go, ooh, ooh, what's, what's going on here? We've already seen it. The class was sitting at like number three, and then you lose a couple guys. You lose Miller and you lose Davis and – and now you're at number nine. I mean, these big-time players decommitting is going to hurt this class. And a player like Davis would love to have him out there playing offensive line next year with how rough the position group's been this year. You need these recruits. You need these talented players out there on the field showing off their talents, doing their thing. And if you're losing recruits to other SEC schools, not only are you losing recruits, but then you're losing recruits to schools you're going to be playing. So the recruits you're losing, you're going to be facing often. And that is awfully concerning to me. It's just awfully concerning. I just I look at this and I go, you have to find a way to hold on to these recruits. We're going to talk about in segment two kind of like the big picture of like, hey, if we were to lose some recruits or if, if, if a decision was to be made with the coaching staff, what would happen with recruiting? How could you salvage that? What's that going to look like? As I said on yesterday's episode of Locked on Aggies, we're going to talk a lot of big picture this week. I just think, frankly, the, you know, I mean, no one really is. We're going to talk about the upcoming game. We're going to talk about the Abilene Christian game, of course. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of big picture conversations that need to be had. And this is one of them. But so, yeah, this is why I think the, the game against LSU is important. It's, it's like, not only is it important because perhaps the outlook on the program is a little bit better if you were to win that game in Baton Rouge, all that stuff could help. But at the end of the day, your recruits that are committed might be able to look at, at this at what's at this season and go, okay, it was rough. They lost a lot of one position games, but they beat LSU in the end. I can get behind this. The coaching staff, while there were still poor decisions and still things I don't agree with, was I better this year? I'm going to stick to my Texas A&M pledge and play my college football in College Station for the Aggies. I mean, like I could see that happening. So this football game is going to be important, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be important, a lot more important than, just, frankly, in my opinion, than just the whole, well, hey, you know, we need to win this game to salvage the season. I think it's important for salvaging the season. I think it's important for keeping Coach Fisher around if you're in the camp of wanting to keep him around. And I think it's important for recruiting. So this football game against LSU will be massive, massive for the Aggies. You have got to win this game. Have to win this game. It's a must win. I don't um, – I'm hearing some rumors about injuries that could be substantial. 
I still don't think those those issues will lead to losses against Abilene Christian and Mississippi State, in all honesty. So I think you're going to go into this game seven and four to either go eight and four or seven to five. So this LSU game will be massive. We're going to talk about the direction of the program, how what what's recruiting going to look like if decisions are made by the front office, by the the uppers at the university. What does that look like for recruiting? What does it look like for this football program? We'll discuss that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, we have got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I've got this new way of betting I've been doing. It's called alternate lines, and I've been taking players like like um, tonight. Y- y'all are watching this on Tuesday. Monday Night Football is tonight. I'm recording this Monday afternoon. So Monday Night Football you got the Chargers playing the, somebody, but so Eckler, right? Austin Eckler, you could take him 25 rushing yards instead of his line would probably be set at like 50, right? And then you stack those up in a parlay and it builds up nice. So I, that's what I enjoy doing. It's a lot of fun. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. So. More big picture stuff we're going to kind of run through here. And this is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I you have to understand my position at what I'm doing here at Locked on Aggies. I'm, whether you're pro get rid of Coach Fisher, you're pro keep Coach Fisher, I'm, I got to lay both sides of the argument out. So don't, you know, be mad at me if you're like, well, I want us to keep him around. Don't talk about firing him or don't talk about keeping him around. We want to fire him. I'm going to be impartial. I'm going to talk about both sides of the argument. So bear with me here on this. Um, But I think one of the interesting conversations that needs to be had is what do we do if, if Coach Fisher were to be fired? Where do you go from here? We see this happen all the time. Now, some I got a comment on the episode saying, who, who do you go get? Who's better? Who's a better coach? Like, to be honest with you, a name that a couple names that come to mind for me, and I don't know, I don't know if you can get them. I don't know how. This is the things I need to do more research on, and obviously, if this happens, I'll do that. But like, my dad and I are having this conversation. We were saying, can you imagine Hugh Freeze, the recruiter he is? Okay, the recruiter he is, with the money backing he would have at Texas A and M, it would be scary. I think he would be a monster. Would he leave? I don't know. I, I don't. I know. I don't know. This is more of the stuff we'll have to do. Even a guy like Kiffin comes to mind. Ole Miss fans, if you're listening, I mean, I know he might like Oxford, but money talks. If 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 um, the Aggies offer him a bajillion dollars, it's hard to turn that down. So the question is, I'm not. Those are some guys that like I would. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not going to. I'm not saying the Aggies leave and give him a phone call. All I am saying is that I, I think they would succeed in the position. Point being, the reason I even bring that up is to talk about recruiting. Jimbo Fisher has proven that he can recruit at a very high level. 
with a with a great NIL um, money behind him. All that has been he's done a great job with the recruiting. He hasn't done a great job with the on field coaching and winning. That has been the issue. So that then lifts the question. What happens if they do get rid of Coach Fisher when it comes to recruiting? And this is something, you know, we see this turnaround and this stuff happen all the time. You have players committed. A coaching change happens. They might decommit. I'm pretty sure there's rules with the NCAA that you get, like, the players that are committed and the players on the team have, like, an open window to kind of change their mind, basically. And I, I think that if if – they do get rid of Coach Fisher. I think you could see some. I think you could you could you could see a lot of recruits leave. I do think you could see a lot of recruits leave. Now, then you have some positives happen, right? So let's throw some examples out there. Let's say you get a, a coach like the two I named, or somebody different. I've heard the Duke coach's name thrown around. You can go take a lot of times the players from the school where you pull the coach come with the coach. We see that happen often. So, point is, and then and then another thing too, which we've seen, which helps you turn a program around quick. I think we saw this at Tennessee with uh, Hypel, but is the transfer portal. The transfer portal is a tool Coach Fisher hasn't used, I don't think, to the best of its ability. And it's a tool that you can go and get some great football players to help your team. I think that if you were to see a new coach come in, you would see a lot of these. Well, I guess if they brought their players, it would be transfer portal. But you get what I'm saying. You would see a lot of transfer portal additions, a lot of them bringing their players from whatever university they're at, and then hopefully salvaging some of the current players committed in the 2024 class. Now, when it comes to, and we'll, we'll have this conversation on a larger scale at the end of the week, but my opinion on getting rid of Coach Fisher I, it, it's funny. I, it is funny how I talk about it's split down the middle of people's opinions on, on whether to keep or whether to get rid of Coach Fisher. It truly is split down the middle. There are some people who are like, yeah, let's, let's keep them. Uh, um, you know, who's going to be better? You're going to lose the recruits. Next year's an easy schedule. And then there, which is kind of my camp. And then there's people that are like, no, but it doesn't matter. You got to, it looks bad for the program. You got to make that decision. You got to, you got to pull the trigger. You got to get rid of them. I, I don't disagree with both sides. I, I mean, whatever happens, I agree with the decision. Frankly, I still lean toward giving him one more shot at this because of the talent you have on the roster. Now we're going to see players transfer out if they do hold on to Coach Fisher. Like I'll be honest with you, some players that scare me. Like, does Connor Wigman stick around? Do you see Evan Stewart leave? Like this stuff, Ruben Owens. I think I, if I had to. If I had to bet, I would say Ruben Owens leaves. I just based off some things I've heard, some some tweets I've seen. That's just my opinion. But um, I, I think that in in the ones again, those two coaches I brought up earlier, names. If you don't agree with those, don't don't yell at me. Those are just names that I kind of think would succeed in the position. Not saying we're going to reach out to them. Not saying anything around the realms of that. I just think those are two names that coaches I like that I think could succeed. Um, not saying we'll reach out or anything, or they'll even take the phone call. But recruiting is going to be really weird if you get rid of coach because then you have to bring in a coach who's going to salvage the class. You have to bring in a coach that's going to figure some things out to make the class better in the future. 
you have to f- figure all this stuff out. You have to find a coach who also is better with X and O's and can win football games. You got to get good coordinators. There is so much that goes into this that it's kind of why I say, let's just hope you hold on to your Bussies and your Cam Coleman's and these players and let Coach Fisher do his thing one more year. And if it doesn't pan out, move on. But I still think the best plan of action is to hold on to Coach Fisher for one more season. I want this week, ladies and gentlemen, to be a back-and-forth conversation, truly. I want everything I've said in the comments. If you agree, if you disagree, let me know your thoughts. Another thing I want to hear is give me two or three coaches you would like to see coach for Texas A&M if they were to get rid of Coach Fisher. I'm not saying I'm rooting for it. Like I said, I'm not. So I'm. that's not where I'm at. I, I, I'm kind of split down the middle, but we got to talk about both sides here on, on Locked on Aggies because we got to, you know, look at it from all angles. Let me know some coaches in the comments that you wouldn't mind seeing coach the Aggies. And let me know your thoughts on recruiting if Coach Fisher were to, they were to buy out Coach Fisher and let him go. So let me know all that. This will be a back and forth conversation all week. We'll talk a lot about it. So let me know that in the YouTube comments. We are going to run through the 2024 recruiting class. Players still there. Talk about all that. And we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to go get your last-minute tickets. I love Game Time. My dad and I went to a football game this weekend. We used Game Time to get our tickets. It is just the best place, the best place to get your tickets. They, they'll give you tickets to concerts, to comedy, to sporting events. They give you, concert, they give you uh, tickets to everything you could need. I love Game time, you have got to check it out. I promise you won't regret it. It's the best app to get your last-minute tickets at the best prices. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's Locked On College at the Game Time app for twenty dollars off your first purchase. The last thing we'll do before we call it a day here at Locked On Aggies is run through the twenty twenty-four class where it stands. I'll talk about the players committed. Am I worried about them sticking around? Different stuff like that. And we'll do that right here. So you now have 20 commits in the class. You got Cam Coleman, number eight player in the class, according to 24-7 Sports, receiver. I've heard some rumblings that some some people are pushing after Coleman. Uh, I don't know where his head's at. I don't know where he's at when it comes to all this. But people are are pushing pushing hard after him. So... Um, it's something to pay attention to with Cam Coleman. I'm not sure that we're going to see him stick around. I'm not sure that we're going to see him go. But regardless, we got a guy who is a talented football player, and you've got to hope if you're an Aggie fan that he is in this recruiting class and wears the maroon and white this year. Um, Terry Bussey's another guy. Once again, I'm hearing floating stuff floating around. I'm hearing LSU rumors float around. I'm hearing all this stuff float around. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I don't know how I feel about it. Don't know if I feel good about it. Don't know if I feel bad about it. Um, but I mean, talented corner. 
I don't know how I feel about him sticking around, especially if, like, let's say he were to attend that LSU game and, and the Aggies just get it handed to him by the Bayou Bengals. That that could be ugly. Dominic McKinley's another name I've heard floating around of a guy who could potentially leave. Another five star. Um, you got to hope that doesn't happen. But all three of these guys, I've heard their names floating around as, hey, they might not stick around candidates. Then you got Dalen Evans. I heard rumors about him potentially leaving when I took over the show, but haven't heard much on it. I heard Florida was making a push, and I haven't heard much on it since then. So I feel confident with him sticking around. Um, th- those top four guys are the only guys I've really heard heard rumors on, but we'll run through the rest of the class, talk about these guys. You still got Blake Ivey, the four-star tackle. You got Cohen Eccles, who's jumped a ton in the rankings, the interior offensive lineman. Then you got a Sindre Afua, who's an absolute menace. You you have got that this uh, Afua is an NFL offensive lineman. He's not ranked high enough. He is incredibly talented. You are going to see this guy playing NFL football sooner than later. We have got to see him stay in this class. I mean, you he cannot go anywhere, or it's going to be a big problem for the Aggies. Miles Davis, a safety, really really good football player. Jordan Pride, another safety. You got two talented safeties in this class that are going to be big-time guys for the Aggies for a long time, so that's great to see. Then you got Gabriel Relaford, defensive lineman. He was listed as an edge rusher at one time, six foot two, 255 pounds. Um, the tape told me he's going to be an edge rusher, but he's a football player that I think could come in. He's not a guy who's going to come in and play the minute he walks on campus, but he is a guy who I think could walk in and play year two at Texas A&M. Then you got Ashton Funk, another guy I've heard on him. He doesn't attend all these camps and all that, and that's why his ranking's low, but he's a really good offensive lineman, big guy, 6'7", 300. I could see him playing early in, early on in his Texas A&M career. Then you got the linebacker, Tristan Jernigan, good player, receiver Ernest Campbell, the speed demon, one of the fastest guys in this recruiting class. You're going to find a way to use him at Texas A&M this year. I'm excited to see how they do or when he gets to campus. I mean, I'm excited to see how they do use him. Then the receiver, Jalen Hornsby. I like his tape. He can go up and win a 50-50 ball. He's quick. Same with this next guy, DeBron Gatling. Both of their tape. They can go win the 50-50 ball. They can do what they need, what, what you need to do to win football games, and that's that's good to see. Then you got Jordan Lockhart, the linebacker. Another guy who dropped in these rankings. He was much higher at one point, but ta- a player, you watch the tape. I'm, I'm, there's times where you watch players, you go, are they ranked a little high? Are they ranked a little low? Lockhart, I, I think he's ranked a little low based on the, the tape I've seen. He's a football player that's going to come in and be a power five starter, an SEC starter at some point in his career. Then you got the tight end, Eric Carner. Uh, big guy come in and, and help this team out when it comes to blocking and receiving. He can do both. And he's quick for his six foot five, 220 pound frame. Linebacker, Ty Anthony Smith, another player that at one point was ranked much higher than he is now. He's kind of dropped down those rankings. But he's going to come in at some point. I can see him on the field in the Texas A&M uniform. Then you got your two quarterbacks. You got Anthony Maddox and you got Miles O'Neill. Um, O'Neill at at one point was ranked really high in on threes rankings, so they seem to like him. I don't love their rankings, so I always say that. So I can't. I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, he's ranked high there, so I like him now. Not a fan of their rankings, but I do think O'Neill is a good football player. Um, Maddox is a player. He can run the ball a little bit better than O'Neal can. O'Neal is more of a, you know, six, five, two twenty. He's going to sit in the pocket and throw and sling the rock. But, um, this is a football team. This is a recruiting class. I mean, full of guys who will play top to bottom. It, it's not just the, the five stars that are going to play. I think you're going to see all these guys. 
But what we've seen with York this year, you don't have to be a five-star recruit to come in and play and play good football. So this recruiting class is still loaded, but you do need to finish strong. you got to make sure that you aren't losing any of these talented guys to LSUs, to Bamas and all that. And that is why being able to take down the Alabama Crimson Tide, I'm sorry, take down the LSU Tigers in the final game of the season is going to be huge for salvaging this season and salvaging the recruiting class and making sure these talented players committed are going to stick around for the long haul. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, a lot of big picture conversations this week. And we'll get into the game. You know, it'll be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll talk about the upcoming game. We could have some interesting news breaking today that will lead to a bonus episode. If that happens, some things I'm hearing, if that happens, we'll bring it to you. But um, all around, all around, big picture stuff this week at Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in through this interesting era of Texas A&M football. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.